welcome, welcome to Vino with Pino, the podcast where I pour a glass of wine, we chat a little bit about the wine, and then I dive into something that has to do with sharing my life with my puppy, Pino. Though, she's a year old now, so not quite a puppy, but still, still totally a puppy. Anyway, today's wine is a Chenin Blanc from South Africa. This is the John Calvin Esquire Single Origin Chenin Blanc from Swartland, South Africa. Swartland is located about 40 miles north of Cape Town on the western side of South Africa. I first learned about Chenin Blanc in a wine class at my college, Cornell University, and I just fell in love with it. It's not super popular. You don't often see it on a wine list but it tends to be very affordable at a wine store, probably because it's less popular and less known, but I've always loved it. It kind of screams summer to me. It has a little bit more of a tropical flavor, white flower. It pairs super easily with food, and it reminds me of Sauvignon Blanc, which makes no sense because it has very opposite flavors, but Chenin Blanc typically has a higher acidity level than, say, a Chardonnay, which could be grown in a warm climate as well. So it has that crispness, that refreshingness that you get out of a Sauvignon Blanc. And I don't know, the weather here in Arizona is getting hotter. I'm getting a little nervous about the summer, but the weather is getting hotter. And I just was really craving a light, crisp, fresh wine, so I was really excited when I received the Chenin Blanc in my First Leaf package. This podcast is, again, not sponsored by First Leaf. I wish, but I get some really great wines from them, and I spoke about them a little bit in past podcasts, so I won't waste your time. But yeah, I'm really excited to try this Chenin Blanc. Honestly, I've yet to have one that I don't really like, but I've stuck to Chenin Blancs from South Africa. So they've all been a pretty similar style. I'm gonna take a sip. Hmm. Okay, I definitely get that blossom, tropical fruit, apricot, pineapple. That's really good. The Chenin Blanc is definitely a little bit more full-bodied than ones I've had in the past, but I still get the acidity coming through. Yeah, that's good. And like I said, you can usually find a Chenin Blanc from South Africa at a wine store for around $13 to $15, um, at least in my experiences. Again, I would stick with Chenin Blanc from South Africa. I've It's the principal white grape variety there, which means it's the most widely planted white grape. It, it really thrives in the warm climate of South Africa, but I'm sure other places plant it. I just don't know that off the top of my head. And yeah, I mean, if you've never tried it, I definitely would say give it a try. It's very different than the wines that you might, you know, be used to drinking. You might try it and hate it, but you never know until you try. So if you haven't tried a Chenin Blanc from South Africa, I highly recommend it. And with that, we'll move on to the puppy side, which to me Well, okay, I love both sides of this podcast, so I don't have a favorite. Today, I thought I would talk a little bit about alone time, because you both need it. 
Having a puppy can be exhausting. They require a lot of attention. And especially during the pandemic, they've gotten very used to always having our attention. So as we transition out, fingers crossed, we actually get to transition out. But as we transitioned and going back to offices or doing things, just being out in the world and not being home 24-7, I think it's really important that yet again you set up your dog for success. And what I've done with Pino is that I've made sure she's alone for at least an hour a day. Even if that meant that I put her in my room and I went downstairs to the kitchen and read a book in silence so she thought I was gone. Sometimes I would even like close the door loudly so she would think I left the house. But I knew that there would be a time in her life where I wouldn't be home 24-7 and I wanted to prepare her for that because separation anxiety can become a really tough problem with dogs. I really hate saying the word problem here, but I don't have a better one, so we're going to go with that. Um, It can manifest in chewing, destructive behavior, and the dog defecating, throwing up, all sorts of signs and symptoms from destroying your favorite couch or your favorite slippers to peeing all over your carpet, etc., Um, to a lot of barking and whining and it can just be really stressful for the dog and in terms becomes very stressful for the owner and dogs pick up on how you're feeling if I'm having a bad day Pino has a bad day and I have to remind myself that she picks up on my emotions and that she's not trying to add to my stress she's just reacting to my stress so When a dog starts stressing about something, the person starts stressing about it. It's a continuous cycle that doesn't have a good end. So I made a very conscious decision that I wouldn't spend every second of her day with her. And it's hard. I mean, it was really hard at the beginning when you bring home this fluffy puppy that you just want to cuddle and snuggle and spoil. But that's kind of the worst thing you can do for them. They need to learn how to be confident on their own and... And they need to learn that you're always coming back. I think that was the biggest thing for Pino was just the repetition of me returning. You know, she can go line or crate or my bed and and in different phases of her life she's been crated versus just in my room versus having free reign of the apartment. That has all changed. But most of the time when I leave, she just would lie in one area usually on my bed or in Connecticut she had a pink chair that she loved and here she has the nook she likes to lie on the ground in the nook of our um what's the couch that has an L I'm blanking out on the word here but she likes to lie on the ground in the catty corner of the couch but she just kind of picks a spot and she doesn't really go anywhere and she's always been pretty fine the first time or two that I leave her in a new area like I, we visited my cousin and we left her alone in the room that I was staying there and she cried for a little bit. Or when we came out to Arizona initially, the first few times we left her in the apartment alone, she cried a little bit. But then we come back and she slowly gets that we always come back and 
I will always come back. But the other thing that I learned by doing that, and, and I did that originally because I didn't want her to have separation anxiety long term, that although I was with her 24-7 then, I knew I couldn't be as much as I wanted to be. It was unrealistic of me to assume that for the rest of her life, we would be together 24-7. I would love that, but wasn't the case. And what I also learned is that I needed alone time too. I needed that hour or two hours to read a book or go to the grocery store, see humans with two legs instead of four, or catch up with my friend that I hadn't talked to in just an hour for myself. I love Pino and I've loved the purpose and the responsibility that she's added to my life. And I'll have an episode where I talk about mental health and everything that she's done for me by just being in my life. But for at least those first few months, I was so focused on paying attention to her, making sure she was never out of eyesight so she was never in trouble or having an accident or all of the things. (laughs) But I was so hyper-focused on her when she was around that I wasn't focused on myself. And what I learned by giving myself that time every day was that even though I love her, even though she's my best friend, I was still me. I was still that pretty introverted person that needed time to recharge and that it was okay that I needed time away from the responsibility. And now that Pino has grown up and she doesn't need to be washed constantly so she doesn't have an accident or She's not teething anymore, so I don't have to watch her to make sure she's not chewing on mom's couch, which she was really good about it. Actually, never did. So, go you. She's asleep right now, but I'm congratulating her. Uh, She's currently in place, curled up in a ball, sleeping on her place cot. She loves it there. We're doing some of that structure that we talked about in a previous episode. And yeah, okay, I digress. I'm sorry, I got distracted. She's really cute. But there's a great example. Here I am recording this podcast and I look over at her sleeping and I just want to watch her sleep because she's so cute. And it distracts me from what I'm doing and myself and my needs. So that alone time is beneficial to both of you. And it prepared me for doing things without her. You know, I'm starting a job this week, which I'm so excited to do, but realistically, that means I'm going to spend a lot of time away from her, and that's going to be hard for both of us, but we've been preparing for it in little bits, and it'll be okay, because we still have each other. Just because we're not together 24-7 anymore doesn't mean that we have any less of a bond, and I'm hoping that because I've spent so much time helping her be okay with being alone that the transition won't be that hard I'm no it will be hard because while she's been alone and she's been alone for longer than an hour I purposefully have slowly increased that amount of time so that when I actually have a full work day it's not a shock to her system it's not life-changing and it will be okay but yeah I'm hoping that We don't go backwards, even though I know that nothing is linear. I've learned that. Trust me, I've learned that. 
but fingers crossed because I'm really excited about this job and maybe I'll develop a personality beyond my dog, but I don't know if I want one. So just remember that incredibly fluffy best friend needs you to be strong as well because they're never going to choose to leave your side. But part of being a dog owner isn't smothering them. It's about putting their needs first too and they need the confidence to be alone. Even if that's hard for us, it's about putting them first. And all I can hope is that I've done enough so far to set her up for success and be prepared to do more work if we backslide. So I'm gonna go wake her up from her nap and have some puppy snuggles, getting all my snuggles in before I start. Finish my glass of wine, get in my snuggles, and thanks for listening. As always, if you enjoyed, please rate, review, subscribe, follow, and it would be super meaningful to us if you'd leave us a review or share the podcast with your friends, and I appreciate everyone that tunes in and listens. And I highly recommend that you go try a Chenin Blanc from South Africa especially since it's getting so hot out. And that's me signing off on episode seven of Vino with Pino. Have a great day, everyone. Say goodbye, Pino. 